everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 52 with Tony Peck. Tony is known as the godfather of marketing, and after listening to this episode, I understand that name completely. He's a genius when it comes to marketing. We talk about not only his start and how he got into the marketing world, but also how you can market yourself and the importance of marketing yourself. He has a couple companies we talk about that he has founded and he's the co-owner of. So make sure you listen to this episode. But before we enter the episode, like always, like, subscribe, and review the Pro Series podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 52 with Tony Peck. Awesome, Tony. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pro Series podcast. I'm very excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on, Eric. I appreciate it. Yeah, I always like to start out on how I found my guest. And I found you off of instagram actually off of a, some some type of marketing hashtag and i saw it said godfather of marketing and then i started just a deep dive down your page and it was so interesting i just had to have you on i appreciate that thank you yeah and uh, for sure yeah so have you been doing marketing your whole professional career so I have a degree actually in mechanical engineering and i stumbled into the marketing realm when i was in college i just figured out that engineering wasn't for me. I don't like being behind a computer all day. I don't like dealing with the same few handful of people all day long. My whole thing is I like being around people. And while I was in school, I got lucky enough to dive into the world of cigars. And being that I went to college in New York City, I would hop on the train and I would go to cigar lounges as a junior in college. And from there, that experience, just being around these older guys that were 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old, but they were all super successful. And I would just sit down with them and they would just teach me a bunch of different things because I was either their kid's age, you know, their son's age, their daughter's age, but their kids didn't want to listen to them because it's their parents. Yeah. So when a younger kid, they were like, we'd love to teach you. And they would just talk about all these different things in business, life, finance, you know, entrepreneurship, insurance, real estate, you know, all these different things. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to end up doing something that I can be at these lounges and add value to these people and be able to generate business out of it. So by the time I graduated college, I went through two years of going to these lounges. I actually joined one in the city and I became friends with the Prince of Finland, the owner of Bacardi, Rudy Giuliani. And, you know, me, I grew up in the Bronx, you know, my dad's a union worker his whole life. And, you know, we had the bare essentials, you know, we didn't come from money by any means. So having those experiences, like, wow, this is, this is what I'm meant for. I enjoy it. I love being around people. I love talking. I love listening to others and I don't want to do this engineering. So when I graduated, I said, you know what? I have a great backup. My engineering degree is a fantastic backup plan if whatever I try now doesn't work out and ends up failing. Because at that point, I was 22 years old. That's when you can take these types of risks and make those jumps to see if what you want to do is and become successful. Absolutely. So at that point, I still didn't jump into marketing. The whole marketing literally happened accidental. I ended up jumping into trading stocks day to day. I bought a few trading courses as my, you know, as I ended my senior year of college. And by the time I graduated, I saved up some money by doing odds and ends things throughout my high school and college years, you know, shoveling driveways, working as a bouncer, being a waiter, being a bus boy, just busting my ass through the years to be able to make money. And I took that money. I was trading it day to day. And I really had a lot of time on my hands. When you're trading, I was only trading for maybe two, three hours a day of actual time being spent on the actual trading. So I had the whole day ahead of me. I said, you know what? I got to do something else. I'm making all right money, but I have the whole day ahead of me. So I said, just in case I end up selling a trading course in the future, let me make an Instagram account. Uh, so I have at least a means of being able to market it. So I made my first Instagram account back in 2016, and I called it Ace of Trading. And at that point in time, I was just posting stuff that motivated me, you know, cars, watches, motivational quotes, cigars, and it was going well. I got a good traction that first month. I said, you know what? I have more time on my hands. 
make another account. So I made Ace of Cigars. Then I said, you know what? I'll make another account. I have more time. Ace of Cars. So long story short, I ended up accumulating 14 of these different Ace niche pages, like Ace of Beauty, Ace of Food, Ace of Fitness. And in four months, I had over 400,000 followers across all these accounts. And I still wasn't making really money off of these. I, I want people to know that this wasn't like, okay, boom, I had all these followers, I'm making money. I think that first year I made like $17. And the only way I made money was someone reached out to me and they said, hey, can you post my picture on your page? And I said, sure, why not? And they're like, how much? Well, I, I don't know. No one's ever asked me how much. I said, $3. They're like, okay, what's your PayPal? And I'm like, wow, you're going to pay me to post a picture? Now, mind you, this is 2016. This is bizarre to me. I'm like, you're going to yeah. pay me to post a picture? And it just kind of exploded out from there where people started, hey, I see you have all these accounts. Can you help me grow my following? Sure, no problem. I'll log in and I'll charge you. And it just became one thing after another. And we were able to grow it into what it is today. But uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I accidentally stumbled upon it. And I'm one of those marketers that I practice what I've preached to do to myself. You know, everything that I help my clients with, it's stuff that I've implemented and seen success with versus sometimes doing, you know, dealing with these other marketers, they haven't done it for themselves. So I'm kind of the, I didn't go to school for it. I didn't take all these fancy courses for it. I got in, I learned what worked on social media. That's my specialty, marketing digitally online. And from there, over these last, you know, seven years now, it's been almost, I've also learned other ways of marketing offline as well. But initially it was just me teaching what I knew from my personal experience and what actually got me success. Yeah. I mean, I think that speaks wonders because you. It, I feel like the work between someone that goes to school for something and does it after school and someone that finds it later in life, that passion is not the same as like what you did. You, you fell into marketing because you truly loved it. Um, some of these people, you know, you leave um, a four-year degree and you're kind of burnt out and you've, you know, you're, you're not the same person you were when you were 18 going into this major and that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life in. It's pretty, so it's pretty awesome for anybody listening that if you're going through going to school, just get the degree and figure out what you really, really love. Um, and I think, um, I just had someone on last week. She was a designer. Um, she was in the IT world and then became a designer. And what advice do you give if someone bounces back to you and say, hey, you don't have a degree in marketing. Why should I listen to you? What would you say to them um, in that? So it's a great question. And you're probably going to deal with that no matter what industry you're in. If you don't have the qualifications for it on paper, some people, that's all they care about. So really mm -hmm. the, the true way that I've seen been able to effectively combat that is that you have to have been able to generate the result by doing it for yourself. Yeah. You know, like I said, conversations with people, oh, but Tony, you're an engineer. Yeah, but look at my following on social media. I know I know what I'm doing. I was able to do it for myself. So you can go hire another marketer who has, you know, maybe 100 followers and doesn't put out any real content, or you can hire someone that did it for themselves, built up a brand, and you see my brand online, you see my brand offline, that should speak more than the degree itself. But if you're not doing that proponent to it, you're going to have a difficult time combating that type of objection. But my biggest thing was, I'm going to sell you on what I've been able to do for myself. I'll be able to show you my own results, and I'm the best case study at the end of the day. And then after that, once you get a few clients, then you have them as your case studies as well. And that just builds and builds. And then from there, the qualification means less and less as you build your own business and personal brand. Oh, yeah. I think that speaks wonders. I know some people that are, they try to get into social media marketing, or they went to school for communications or marketing, trying to get these jobs, and they don't really have proof to show them that they have actually have done it for other people. Um, sometimes it just takes like what you did and make your own page to show them, hey, this is my portfolio. I did this for myself. I could do this for you. Yeah, and actually too, you brought up a great point there. Eric. You, if you're first starting out in business and you have no clients at all, 
that that's going to be an objection of itself when you're going to get after your very first client. That person's going to say, why should I work with you if you haven't worked with anyone else? Yeah. And you're that. And I've heard so many different answers. And the only one that I saw really effectively land that person or give you the best chance to land that person, you got to be honest and candid with them. You got to speak business owner to business owner. And you say, listen, I understand I don't have any customers. I haven't worked with anyone yet. And I want you to be the first customer I embark on this journey with. And that's your opportunity as my client, because I don't have anyone else to take my time away from me. I'm going to give you my all. And I'm I'm determined to give you my all because I need you to be my next, I need you to be my case study to be able to land more customers. And you can go to another marketing company, but at the end of the day, sir, you're going to be just a number with them. Yeah. However, I'm going to give you everything. You call me on weekdays, holidays, and listen, you got to speak and actually mean what you're saying. But in the beginning, all you have is time if you have no one else to work with. So you put it all on the line. And if you say that to 10 people that you're trying to close for that first client, you're going to close one of them. I guarantee that. So, you know, you really got to speak openly and honestly with people and sometimes being, you know, sleazy backdoor sales to land that customer it's not always the best way to go you know at the end of the day you're talking to another human being these people are also business owners a good amount of them might be self-made as well so if you're self-made they're going to respect that and try to help someone else that's on their journey as well and, and you're going to see ones that what ends up happening and if you put your all into them that's going to be your best sales force having these referral customers of yours preaching about what they did what you did for them absolutely and then obviously you speak that do it yourself. Like I'm a designer. I made my page for a portfolio. So people are looking at the page and like, Ooh, I like that. I want that for my house. You're doing the same thing just for marketing. So people will be like, Hey, I want this for your, um, for my company. How can you help me? So you have your own marketing company. I want to first start out. I've noticed a trend, a couple of your companies called why not? What's the meaning behind the why not part? Sure. Okay. So I have, it's me and two of my business partners. I run this company the company's full name is why not you media. And when we first started this company, me and my two business partners, Michael and Fran, we would meet every Wednesday night at a cigar lounge in Westchester, New York. And we didn't have a business yet. We were trying to come up with what are we going to create? And at this point in time, I was doing my social media stuff, but it wasn't a sustainable like business where I'm going to, you know, I could do it full time yet, but we all had that drive and that goal to want to create something together. One of my business partners, Fran, he was in mortgages at the time. Other business partner, Michael, was in construction as a project manager at Tishman. And we got together and we had one commonality. To make an impact in some way, shape, or form, we didn't know how we were going to do that. And at that point in time, I was going to a lot of different entrepreneur events. They would come here and there to the, some of them as well. And what we saw at these events were there was a lack of you pay for a ticket and you just learn. It was a constant pitch fest. I'm paying for the ticket, but I'm just being pitched once I'm there anyway. I'm not learning anything. I'm taking time off you know, a job to go there. I'm spending good money to get there. And these aren't good for these younger entrepreneurs that are trying to learn and grow where you're just paying and then you get there and you don't learn anything anyway. So we said, let's start a company that is going to host events that when you get there, you pay your fee and there's no pitching allowed from the stage from the speakers. That was our whole original idea. You know, mm -hmm. I like social, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't going to be the business at the time. And we're sitting there having a cigar talking about what can we call this company? My business partner friend looks up from the cigar. I remember vividly where we were sitting and he says, why not you? Why can't you be who you want to be? My mother always used to tell me this as a kid growing up. You know, you can be the next big thing. Why not you? And me and my partner, my other partner, Mike, we look at him, we said, we love that. That's going to be the name. And then, you know, us being three guys that didn't really sell much before that, we don't know if my brand online was going to sustain being able to pack out an event. So we started in the marketing space. We said, listen, you're already doing the Instagram stuff tone. Let's piggyback off of that. We'll make it into this a media agency. My partner friend has a background in stunts. He's been on TV and movie sets. So he's like, I can direct a content creator to create content. My partner, Michael, is very technical. So he's good with websites and advertising online. And we just kind of put everything together and we hit the ground running. And that's why not you media became, you know, why can't you be the next big thing? So that's our goal to help these customers and these clients become and achieve whatever it is they want, because why not them? And we just help them give that roadmap to get there. 
Yeah. So with your clients, are they mostly you meeting them in person or is it online based? I'm, I try to be as in-person as possible. I think that's been one of my different, my largest differentiators against competition across the country. You know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, we had a lot of different packages and services from then to now because, you know, the platforms have changed over time. Oh, and yeah. what we've been able to offer has changed over time. Originally, we were able to take more people, all, uh, you know, different states. But as we grew and got bigger and started dealing with bigger people, the importance of sitting down with these larger business owners that are older, that's just the reality of the nature of the beast here. You know, I'm in New York, I'm in Westchester, these guys that own these successful businesses, they're older gentlemen, and they want to be belly-belly, face-to-face to get a deal done. They want to know who they're dealing with, they want to shake your hands. So I treat this business, even though we're an online, new school type of business, I treat it like an old-school hedge fund. Take them out to steak dinner, we go get cigars, take them out to golf, and we really get to build a relationship with that customer, because at the end of the day, they could hire just about anybody, but they're going to pick who they want to hire based on how well they like you and how well they're going to get be able to work with you so that's been one of the biggest factors in being able to close a deal i just did a video on this not too long ago and i tell any younger entrepreneur this if you're just starting out in business and you have a proposal to give a prospect do not send them the proposal because it's it's terrible for one of two reasons the first reason is, is when you send someone a proposal they're going to look at it at their next earliest convenience which is not going to be right away and what that ends up having to do with you is you're going to continually chase them and follow up with them hey have you seen it yet hey have you checked it out yet hey have you looked at the proposal yet? hey you ready to rock and roll yet now that prospect might get annoyed and you might kibosh the whole deal in entirely. Secondly, when you send someone a proposal, the first thing they do and go to look at is the price. They don't care about anything else. You're sending it to them and never talking to them about it. They're just going to check the price first and foremost, not check the value, not check the deliverables, not reading anything else you put. They're going to the price. I've seen this time and time again in in-person proposal meetings. So the best thing I can say to anyone in business, if you send out a proposal and you want to close more deals, set up a time to meet with the person and go through the proposal in person. That's the most ideal situation. Second most ideal is getting on Zoom like this sending them the proposal the second you get on zoom and you walk them through it you answer any questions they have you're able to overcome any objections and you're able to explain the value you're going to be delivering to them based on that price that that's out there and you're going to close so many more deals because of that i can promise and guarantee you that and that's just little things you learn along the way absolutely do you see it after covid now being harder to do the in-person things like do clients of yours actually still want to meet in person yeah i haven't had an issue with meeting with anyone in person um okay. you know clients that we deal with they've been hitting the ground running these guys very successful now we've pretty much been dealing with the businesses that are medium to large size i would say still mm-hmm. here there successful smaller businesses but these guys have been around the block time and time again they're not you know fearful of being out there just because they don't want their business to halt and to stop yeah. so they hit the ground running they haven't stopped they haven't looked back so getting them in person hasn't been an issue like i said your way to combat that is do a zoom just don't cold just don't send them an email with the pros and say hey check it out let me know what you think when you get a chance that's yeah. the worst you're going to lose a lot of potential deals because of that for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. And then for anybody else starting, obviously a lot of people on here are designers, real estate agents, really anybody that's not part of a company. What other advice do you have for them starting out on some social media or just any type, just get them their name out there and get their business going. You got to go with the attention is the end of the day right now with this podcast is coming out top platforms that I'm utilizing and I think everyone should be on. You should be on Instagram. You should be using TikTok. You should be using YouTube Shorts. It's fantastic organic reach. You should be using your personal Facebook page. You should be using LinkedIn. And lastly, if you want to mess around with Twitter, by all means, I just enjoy the platform, so I'm on there. But you don't have to use that. But the other platforms you should be on if you're trying to actually build a business and grow a brand. Because there's no way you can get in front of as many people as you possibly can offline as you can online. And I'm someone that's out every day, all day, go to events, go to meetings, going to meetups, whatever I got to do to meet new people, but Mm -hmm. still 
the law of scalability, you cannot escape how fast you can get in front of people online. And you have to learn these platforms. You have to be consistent on these platforms. And you got to really find out what works on these platforms, but for yourself. You know, the, the biggest thing I see, like, let's say, let's use real estate agents as an example, because you mentioned them. I see a lot of them, they post the same stuff, the just listed, just sold, oh, yeah. you know, contract. Nobody cares. You know, if you're a real estate agent, I'm assuming you're going to be able to do the same job as the next real estate agent. I'm picking you because I like, no one trust you more. But if that's all you're posting, I can't like, no one trust you any more than you just post these images. So yeah. instead, that'd be a little uncomfortable on these platforms and put yourself in front of video because these videos will transfer your personality through the camera to the person watching. They got to get a good feel for who you are as an individual. And it's also a great opportunity for you to put out stuff about yourself. Like I'm big into cigars. I do cigar reviews on social media. It has nothing to do with marketing, but it has to do with who I am as an individual and attracts people that end up liking me. And if they like me, they're more likely to do business with me for what I offer. So that, that's the thing that people miss that mark, you know, they miss the mark completely on is they're not putting out any of their personality online. So if you do yeah. that, use these platforms to genuinely build connections with people, you're going to see a lot of success. Like I, you know, the way we built this business, I would send out 400 DMs a day. That, that's how we built this. That was really it. There's no wow. secret success. There's no thoughts. It was 16 hours a day being on the phone, finding different people that look like they need help with, you know, doing social media. And I would just slide in the DM, engage with them, you know, like a few pictures, leave a few comments, follow them ask them how long they've been in business or ask them a question or compliment them. And it wasn't sliding in with a solicitation. You know, mm -hmm. I think people miss the mark on that too. Don't slide in, just ask them to do the work for them. Slide in, ask them a question, build a real relationship with them. It might take you 82 messages to get the close, but it's better to take 82 messages at the close and send out one message, you know, a thousand times. It doesn't get anyone at all. Oh, so you know, use these platforms with them meant to be used for, which is to be social, you know, at the end of the day, just put your side in the consumer's shoes. If you're, if you're someone that's being slid up on to get, you know, to do business, you're probably not going to ask that person either. So just, you know, put yourself in the consumer's shoes. And I know it's a cliche thing to say, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't do these little things. And, and you know, it's, it's everything. That, that, that's what makes the difference between actually being able to grow a business and not growing a business are these small little things that add together because the competition is typically not doing it either. So I, I think that's the best thing you guys can do is take advantage of these platforms. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a real estate agent out in Arizona about, mixing personal and business on social media. What is your um, advice on that? Do you, it probably defers on what profession you're in, obviously if you're a lawyer or something, but what would you say if it's just a basic designer, real estate agent, anybody in the construction field, can they mix the business and um, personal life on social media? Absolutely. I would say no matter what, like I know you brought up attorneys, like as like a non-example, I would say any industry, they should be able to show a mix of business and personal and you can show as much personal as you'd like, you know, I, and I think that's where people get scared. They're like, I don't want to show any person. There's some personal you can't show. I know some people are afraid to show their families. That's fine. You don't have to show them if you don't want to. Yeah. There's still about you that you can't, maybe you're into sports. Maybe you like steak. Maybe you're big into wine. Maybe you like cars. Maybe you like fashion, you know, just different things that you enjoy. Put those things out there. Cause now you're going to attract people that also like those things. They're going to have instant rapport with you. And then they're going to end up using you for what it is you offer because they already had that level of rapport with you. I'm not going to use an attorney that I have no rapport with versus I see this one attorney that also loves cigars. I'm going to probably go to the attorney that likes cigars too, because we can go have a meeting over cigars to talk about my legal stuff. Like you guys, consumer. Yeah. And I, I want to bring this up because I get a lot of people, I'll post some stuff that has not to do, do anything with design and people question me on that. And I get, I, cause I have my own personal page as well. But sometimes I just want to give more personality to my page and not be so business or oriented. But looking at your page, 
it's not all marketing, which is awesome. And that's what I love. And that's what I try to tell people. Like, this is why you have so many followers because, you know, maybe those people are there for your food or your um, cigar liking. Um, And I think that's huge when it comes to social media now. I think it's more important than ever before because that's also how you're going to be able to separate from the competition in your industry on a national scale and on a local scale. At the end of the day, people want to buy from a person. You know, I, I get this question asked a lot through the years. You have a business, right? They always ask, is it better for us to have a business account or a personal account? And I tell them every single time, you should have the personal account. If you're going to pick one, if you can only use one account, whether it's your business account or your personal account, use the personal account. Because just let's take that example, the sliding in the DM to generate connections. If you're sliding in the DM as a business account, that consumer automatically knows that business is there to solicit. But yeah. if you slide as a personal page, you're not technically always assuming they're soliciting it could just be a genuine slide in about a question about something that they have or they offer and even if it's not more people answer that personal page and i've tested this before with law firms where they have the law page and the attorney's personal page and the attorney's personal page will get more traction than the law firm's page time and time again because you're able to level of rapport with that audience that you cannot build as a business all the time so being able to show yourself and show the person behind the business that's going to get you a lot more business than you can imagine. And we see it more and more often with these larger companies putting out their CEO, their chairman, more and for like, look at the, let's talk about Ray Dalio. He's a fantastic example. You know, not many people know about Bridgewater, the hedge fund, but a lot of people know about Ray Dalio now because he's putting his face out there. He's an old school mm-hmm. finance man. So that just goes to show that more people are tending to go this route and these guys are taking advantage of it. And everyone should be too, because you don't know what this can open up for you as building a personal brand that if your business happens to fail, God forbid, you still have your personal brand to fall back on to jump into something else because the people are going to f- support the person, the Tony yeah. Peck, not the business that it was. It was just, okay, I'd like Tony Peck. Now, if Tony Peck is going to start selling stocks, I'm going to support a stock business next. You know, And th- that's the mentality behind putting a person behind a brand because people just tend to gravitate towards another human being. It's just the way we're programmed. Yeah, I agree with that. How about um, you took a step farther in your media company and you opened up Why Not Print? What yep. I think that's like the golden thing that like you have like a one-stop shop for marketing. People yep. could just get stuff printed. What is Why Not Print all about? So Why Not Print a custom merch printing business. So if you guys need any polos done, hats done, t-shirts done, shorts done, custom brand merch, we can print it for you. Hoodies, jackets, whatever the case is. And the reason we got into this was we do, so Why Not You Media does four main things. We do content creation, so videography, photography. Whenever we film and shoot, we do strategy prior to come up with exactly what the client's going to be talking about, the different topics, the direction of the content that's on brand for them. Every shoot, there's a videographer and my business partner, friend, he's on set coaching and directing the customers so they're more comfortable on camera. So that's one thing we offer. So that thing right there, that opened up our eyes saying, okay, if we're going to film content for these customers and they're going to be putting out on social, their newsletter, their website, they need to be wearing their brand because God yeah. forbid it goes end up going viral or gets in front of someone that it was shared to them, you know, two times over because their friend liked it, but they're like, who is this person? I don't know what the brand is. You have to be wearing your brand in these types of things. So we got into the custom merch business for that reason of being able to help our clients continually stay branded in every aspect of their business. So now if they go to events, we, you know, we, do consultations on how to network, how to build your business, how to do sales. You should be wearing this. You know, when you're in videos, you should be wearing this. When you're out and about, you should be wearing your own brand. Because at the end of the day, you never know who you're going to run into. You never know who's going to see your logo and say, what is that? 
that happens to me more times than you'd imagine. I do stories about it every single time I, you know, experience it. The other week I had sushi at a sushi place and the manager came out to me and she, you know, she started talking about the business. Like, what do you do? I see, you know, media and potential customer right there. You know, you never know. Yeah. So there's no not to. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's awesome. You're like a walking business card and um, why not? I mean, I use my logo, my logo is right behind me. I use it on pretty much everything. And it's yep. to the point where I kind of dropped my name off of it just because people were noticing it in my area. So I just kind of drop it off and it's something that you, you should rock, wear with pride. And that's awesome that you have this form of um, marketing and printing and stuff that you can give to your clients. So at the end of the day, we don't get paid to wear other brands. You know, maybe there are some few select influencers that do, True. but us guys that are building up, but we don't, you know, I don't get paid to wear Gucci. I don't get paid to wear Louis Vuitton. Yeah. But the best just have an extra layer of branding for my own business that you never know what it can turn into. And it's just passive brand awareness. You know, when you're walking around, you're out and about, and this logo's in the supermarket or in the gym, and someone sees it maybe again online. I've seen that logo before. Or they see it again in person. I've seen that logo before. What, what is that? You know, then you got them thinking about your logo. You just never know. It's just extra brand. There's no reason not to if you're in business. Oh, and like I said, down to everything. I have my custom ring. You can get a custom chain with your like. I'm all about my brand all day every day because it's the only brand that's gonna actually pay me and help me grow my life i agree yeah i love that so last question where do you see why not the why not brand in five years or five to ten years it's a great question so i would say in the next five to ten years why not you is going to continue to grow continue to help larger and larger businesses during the pandemic we kind of uh, got into helping more established professional businesses which is great they kind of realize they need to be on social and that comes down to industries like finance, mortgage, uh, real estate, insurance, law, hedge fund, just these larger, more professional industries that didn't think social media was a thing prior to the pandemic, yeah. but they realized what it is. So I think over the next five to 10 years, getting more of these larger corporations, more of these larger brands and helping them learn and understand online marketing, not just always doing it for them. We like to go in and really teach them so they have a real understanding of what it is being done, why it should be done, and why they should be doing it to be able to maximize their exposure online. So that, that's one thing. And further past that, we're working on building at our studio right now. It got destroyed in a really bad flood back in February. It's almost done. And uh, we're putting two nice podcast studios there, one for us, one for our clients. So over time, we want to make this into kind of like a Forbes, a Forbes meets Barstool type of vibe where we're putting uh -huh. out our you know, on marketing, entrepreneurship, business, and mindset, helping other people navigate the world, the, you know, the rough world of being an entrepreneur. It's not easy. And, you know, any way that we can help others, that's going to be our, you know, our end goal. Like I said, our end goal is to make an impact. So our five to 10 years, as we become bigger and bigger, that only helps us be able to help more people. That's awesome. Well, I wish you nothing but the best. I can't wait to see where the Why Not brand goes. But I want to finish on where everybody could find you on social media and user tags. Yep. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Tony Peck underscore T-O-N-Y-P-C underscore. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Tony Peck. I put out great videos about business, mindset, marketing, sales, prospecting, entrepreneurship, even taxes, finance, everything that I've learned on my journey being around these really successful guys and me doing it myself. And uh, those are the two main platforms I'd recommend. Follow me on TikTok too, Tony Peck, T-O-N-Y-P-C. And if you guys have any questions, slide in my DM on Instagram. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me. If you guys have a question about business, marketing, mindset, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, slide on in. Let me know you came from the show and I'm more than happy to help you guys out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for taking time out of your busy day to um, come on to the Pro Series podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Eric.